howdy, y'all. It's your host and your boy, Bailey and Aaron. Say what up. What up? Welcome back to the Pickled Up Podcast. And, you know, first of all, I would just like to say thank you for everybody who listened to our first episode two weeks ago that came out. Super appreciate each and every one of you. It was so fun to get your guys' feedback on it. Um, I really enjoyed you guys. Uh, coming up to me and you know saying what your favorite part of the podcast was I got a lot of comments about the juicy club so that was super fun yeah Um, we had a lot of people just asking about when this episode's gonna come out and sad enough you know life gets in the way but here we are doing it now Aaron and I had a couple setbacks last week um, when we had a lot of problems getting our schedules aligned to be able to record this, but hey, here we are. I promise this episode we'd be coming out. Here we are. I would also like to give a special shout out to our one listener in Belgium. We don't know who you are, but hey, it was cool to see that there's one one dude in Belgium listening, yeah. listening in. Yeah. <laughs> We got the European fan base, you know? Thanks, dude. We love and appreciate you. Hit us up on email, and we'll give you a special shout-out. Yeah, that was fun to hear. Um, All right, so as promised from the last episode, said I'd be talking about a true story that happened to me um, of a time I got lost, and now everybody just thinks I got, like, abducted by aliens or transported into timelines um i think what's most interesting about this story to me is that at the time like nobody that was involved really cared about it um and it wasn't until like several years later that i realized that it was actually way crazier than people made it out to be and now people (laughs) ask me questions about it all the time so that'd be an interesting topic to talk about um and with that, I guess we'll just get right into it. Unless, Aaron, you have a, anything else you'd like to say before we jump in? Uh, no, I think that pretty much covered it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, for the story, we're going to start from the beginning. I'm going to try to give as many details as I can from what I remember. I would like to preface this with saying, I don't know the exact dates, because, again, like, at the time, nobody really thought it was, like, as crazy as it is. Um, And so... You know, it wasn't like I was really keeping track of anything. Um, it was all for memory. <laughs> um, so, basically, what had happened is I had a bunch of work friends, and I was at work. I think I was getting off at, like, 10.30 that day, and my friend asked if I would come spend the night. And I was like, for sure, like, after I get off of work, I'll just come over, we can have, like, little girls night, it was me, and then two other people that were going to be there from work, and they got off earlier than me, and so I was like, okay, cool, so anyways, you know, I'm at work, and then I get off around, I want to say I got off at 10.30, and so I texted them, and I was like, hey, I gotta get some gas, and then I'll be right over, we all worked at the movie theater, and she lived, I don't know, probably between five to ten minutes away from the movie theater. She lived, like, relatively close to it. Um, wasn't far at all. I'd been over there a million times, knew my way. And so I go to the gas station, and I get my gas, 
and my phone dies because uh, I had been at work all day and I didn't charge it and I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. And then also my, I, I always kept a GPS in my car because I'm really bad with directions, um, but for some reason I couldn't find the GPS cord um, and so my GPS was also dead and so I had no way of like getting to her house um, except based off of memory, which is fine because I'd been there a million times. I knew how to get there knew what her neighborhood looked like, and I would also like to say that I am very familiar with this area because at that point I had already been working in that area for the last four years, um, and, you know, it was a pretty, like, popular town, so even when, you know, I wasn't working, like, that's where me and all my friends would hang out anyways, this is where I was most of the time, it was just a little bit outside of, like, my hometown, so, <clears throat> anyways, I leave the gas station, which is, you know, probably at most five minutes away from her house, drive down the road to try to get there, and then I started getting, like, really confused with the the roads and where I was supposed to be going, and I knew I had taken a wrong turn somewhere, and so I was like, oh, okay, like, I'll just turn around and get back to where I was, and so then I tried to turn around, and then that made it a hundred times worse, and then I just didn't know where I was at all. So I just keep driving, and at this point, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try to just get back to the main road, because I for sure know how to get back to where I was from the main road. So I start driving, and the main road just never comes back up. And this is super weird, because there's not a ton of ways that you can even go and, like, get around without getting onto the main road. There's just, like one big one that takes you through the entire town. So I'm getting really weirded out because not only do I like not know where I am in this town that I go to all the time, but I can't even get back to where I just was literally two minutes ago. And so I'm not worried at this point because I'm really familiar with the area. And so I was like, okay, I'll just keep on driving until I get, you know, back to Basically, I think my mindset was just until I get back to the movie theater and I was just going to like have a fresh start, restart, whatever. So I make another turn, um, which should have just taken me back to the main road. That was like my thought process. Um, and I just drive, just drive on it. And at this point, I'm going straight. And I just continue to drive until I realize that I'm no now just no longer familiar with any of the area around me. I have no idea where I am. The main road never came up. The side roads that I know never came up. There are no businesses that I recognize. It's also really dark outside because at this point we're probably getting closer to like 11 o'clock, right? And so I'm getting really, really confused. But I was like, you know what? Like, there's only so many directions you can go. This town isn't like crazy big. And worse comes to worse, if I drive far enough, I'll just get into the next little town that I know of. Um, and so I was like, I was just not worried about it because I was just knew like if you kept going down, you're you're gonna hit um, you know dead ends of towns that you already know. So <clears throat> I keep driving straight. And keep driving straight and keep driving straight. At this point, I'm not taking any more turns. I just keep going. And I just felt like this overwhelming, like, tiredness come over me, which 
sure it was like 11 o'clock, but at this point in my life, I mean, I was usually staying up till like 3 or 4 in the morning. Like, I'm not usually tired. And so it was really weird because I almost fell asleep like while I was driving on this road. Like, the road just kept going on and on and on. And I just get so tired that I remember I just almost pulled over my car to like fall asleep right there. And I had to like talk myself out of it because I had to get back to my friends, you know, like, you know, I wanted to go hang out with my friends. So I have to go get back somehow. And so, you know, I keep on driving, keep on driving. We're going down this road. And then all of a sudden, like, I just noticed my surroundings. Like, I'm just finally being, like, observant. And there's no street lights on this road, which is weird because I sh where I should have been is, like, a really populated area um, and, like, a bigger town from where we, where we are. And so there's no street lights. And then all of a sudden it just turns into, like, all these um, farms. There's only, like, these fields. And it's pitch black outside. I can't see anything but the road. And the other weird thing is, like, I don't really remember passing any other cars. And so at this point, I'm like, oh, like, I am in the middle of nowhere. Like, I have no idea where I am. And at this point, I start getting just a little bit scared because I think maybe I'm actually lost, okay? And so I was like, you know what? I've been driving down this road so long. I'm going to just keep driving because obviously where I came from isn't the right way because that's how I got lost, right? Is So I'm not going to turn around. I'm just going to continue to go straight until I get to like the next gas station and I can ask for directions. And it was perfect because I see this sign on the side of the road and it says Chevron one mile. And I was like, okay, perfect. I'll just drive until I hit the Chevron, you know, probably max five, five minutes until I get there. Well, I keep on driving. And the Chevron just never comes up. Um, like, it, no, nothing came up. There were no street lights. There was no, like, turns to get off. I don't remember there being any, like, side roads that you could take. There were no houses. Like, literally nothing. The Chevron didn't exist. And so it's weird that, like, there was a sign that said that there would be. So I keep driving. Like, wow, I feel like I've been driving for a long time. I'm surprised that the Chevron never came up. But oh well, like I'm sure it's just right up here. I kept telling myself it's going to be right up here. And it never was. And so I keep driving. And I probably drove for like, after that sign, another 20 minutes. And at this point, I have no idea how long I've been driving. I wasn't really checking the time of things either. So I just keep on driving. And all of a sudden... I see some lights, like, you know, in, in the distance. And so I was like, oh, thank God, like, maybe it's a house. Like, I was so scared at this point that I was, like, getting ready to just pull over at the next house I saw and, like, knock on anyone's door. And so <clears throat> I see these lights, and I start speeding up to, like, get to this place. And as I speed up, um, I... There's some cars, and it turns out it's a gas station, but it's a stinker's gas station. And I remember that detail so specifically because I thought it was weird that the Chevron never came up, but there's no sign for the stinkers, okay? And so I pull off at the stinker's gas station, but, like, right before I got there, there's this truck with a trailer attached to it, like, pretty large. Not a semi-truck, but just, like, a, a bigger pickup truck with a trailer attached to it. And 
like he he revved his engine so loud and just like sped off so quickly and i remember like driving in being like that was weird because it was late and so i don't know what he was like speeding off from and so i was like huh oh well and the lights on in the gas station are on i was like okay perfect and so i pull into this stinker gas station and now there's only one car there okay and it's at the gas pump and i'm just gonna pull into a spot and so I start pulling into this spot, and I think I, no, my windows were definitely rolled up, but, so I'm starting to pull in, and all of a sudden, this lady jumps out of nowhere, like, literally out of nowhere, comes up to my window, and starts, like, banging on it with her hands, and is just screaming, do you have any jumpers? Do you have any jumpers? And I was so freaked out, and so I rolled down my window, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have any jumper cables? My car is dead. Says it just like that. And I was like, Yeah, I do actually. She's like, Mind you, it's late. I don't want this lady to be like stuck at the gas station. Okay. And so she's like, Oh, perfect. Like, my car is completely dead. And I was like, Yeah, it is no worries, dude. Like, whatever. And so then she's like, okay, I'm just going to have to, like, put my car in neutral and push it up really quick. Give me just a second. She's like, I don't want you to have to, like, come to my car. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's fine, whatever. So she's pushing up her car. And I walk up to the gas station doors to go inside and ask for directions or whatever. The gas station is closed. The lights are only on because, like, it's a gas station. So the lights are on 24-7. But at that moment, I knew I fucked up so badly. Because here I am with this really sketch-ass lady who is just, like, screaming at me with a dead car while my car is, like, running. And there's nobody else here. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I think there might have been, like, one house next to us nearby. I honestly can't remember. But, like, I, yeah, it, it was just me and this lady out in the middle of nowhere because... There were still, like, no street lights. Like, the only lights that were coming were from this gas station. And there were no more cars. I mean, it was like that truck was the only car I had seen that entire drive besides this lady. And so, I, you know, I'm trying to help this lady jump her car. We set up our cars. And we're standing outside. And I, at this point in my life, I had jumped a ton of cars already. I was in high school, and I was, like, one of the only kids that consistently, like, had jumper cables on me that knew how to use them. Um, I know how to jump cars, and I know it doesn't usually take longer than, like, five minutes. And so I'm trying to help this lady jump her car, and it's just not really doing anything. And she was like, here, let me try a few things. Um, and she grabs, like, a toothbrush out of her car to try to, like, scrub the battery acid off, whatever. Like, I had seen people do that before. That usually helps a lot, whatever else. And then she goes, hey, would you mind grabbing, um, some water from my car? And I was like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, I just, I have a water bottle, like, in my purse. Would you mind grabbing it? I was like, where is it? And she's like, oh, in my car. Just go ahead and get inside and grab that. And, again, the, like, at this moment, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to kill me. Because <laughs> I thought she was going <laughs> to, like, beat me over the head or something, like, as soon as I got into her car. And she, so, anyways, I did it as one does. 
pants. And so I crawl into her car and like her back, I think it was like on the floor of her passenger seat, something like that. And so I grab it and I, I kind of like, you know, scan my surroundings and I'm, I'm keeping around in her car, you know, I'm curious and I'm scared. And so I'm looking around in her car and I look back. And her back windshield is completely smashed out. There's glass on the back seat. Um, like the whole thing is just smashed in. And I was so terrified at this point that I am like shaking. So I give this lady, I get out of the car with the water bottle and I, I hand her the water bottle. I ended up being fine. And hand her the water bottle and she like pours it on a toothbrush and is trying to scrub and she's making like small talk or whatever and you know we're just talking and she's like hey how about you get in your car and try to like rev up your engine a little bit see if that helps you know I'll do the same thing with mine and I was like oh, okay sounds good and it wasn't working we we both get out of our cars and then she's like you know what how about you get in my car and try it and I'll get in yours and I at that moment, I was just kind of like, uh, I, I, I don't know. And anyways, she's getting into my car, like in, in the front seat. I take another look around at where I am. And I'm like, this is it. She's stealing my car. And I have nowhere to go. My phone is dead. This is it. Like, what? I'm dying here. This is it. And anyways, she does it. She ended up not stealing my car. So that's always good gets out um, after a few minutes and again it's just like making small talk and then she's like oh my gosh do you have a phone charger by chance my phone is completely dead and I was like no I don't my phone is completely dead as well and so then we were just like talking about how how coincidental it was that we were both at this gas station like abandoned without being able to like leave but the reason I couldn't leave is because like she's holding me up right well she just, like, keeps on talking to me. She ended up being really, really friendly and super nice. Like, I kept thinking this lady was going to kill me, but she didn't. And so, at this point, I'm probably, like, uh, I don't know, maybe, like, 20 or 30 minutes had gone by that we're trying to, like, jump her car. And again, she's just doing small talk. And we were kind of towards the back of her car because we were kind of just, like, you know, pacing around, waiting. And she caught me, like, looking at her back windshield. And I, I was kind of scared that she, like, saw me. Cause I didn't know what she was going to say. And she's like, oh, you want to know how that happened? And I was like, yeah, I do. And she just says, oh, like, you know, my my stupid fucking neighbors, like, they, they pissed me off and all this stuff. And they smashed out my windshield. I don't know if you saw it, but that truck that left a while ago, that was my, my dad and he's chasing after him. He's going to try to kill him. And I was like, Oh, awesome. Like, I'm so glad I'm here in the pitch black with no one around just hanging out with you after your dad's trying to go and like kill someone. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, so she's kind of laughing about it and just tells me, like, this super long story about, you know, what's, what's going down and what's going on. And, you know, so I'm just scared out of my mind. I don't know what's going to happen. I think I was 17 
when this was all, yeah, I would have been 17. So I'm like, you know, a kid. I'm I'm terrified. And she just, she ended up being nice and she was calming me down. And so we're having like good chats at this point. I'm feeling pretty good. Like she, she could have stolen my car multiple times. She could have killed me multiple times if she wanted to. At this point, I'm feeling safe with her. Making me feel comfortable. And she finally, after she finished, like, telling all of her stories and she couldn't really think of anything to say, she goes, hey, I'm I'm sorry for, like, keeping you this long. My dad's probably going to be back soon. You're, you're totally good to head out. And I was like, are you sure? Like, I don't want to, you know, leave you here abandoned. Your phone is dead. Whatever. And she's like, no, no, really. Like, my dad should be back soon. Don't even worry about it. You're good. And so we start, like, unhooking my car. And she she looked at me. And just really, she was like really close to me. And she's like, hey, I really appreciate you trying to help me. If there's anything you would ever need, let me know. I know we'll probably never see each other again. But, you know, this has really meant a lot to me that you'd be willing to help. And so then I was like, actually, I could use your help right now. I am super, super lost. Is there any way that you could help me get back to this movie theater? If I get back to the movie theater, I'll know exactly where I am. And she was like, yeah, you just drive straight down this road. And I was like, no, like, that's where I had come from. Like, what turn do I need to get off at? And she was like, no, you just drive straight and you'll get there. And I was like, no, really, lady, like, I just came from that way. I was driving on it probably like 30 minutes, da, da, da. And she's like yeah, you are pretty far. It's it's about, like, a 30-minute drive. Like, you're pretty far from it, but, yeah, just go straight. And so I'm, like, getting frustrated because I had gone straight down this road. I would have known where I was if I only needed, you know? And so I, I was like, whatever, okay, thank you. Sounds good. But I, because I had been so comfortable with this lady, I'm deciding to trust her. I'm like, I'm not going to make any turns. I'm going to drive straight, even though that's where I had come from literally and so start driving again and you know it was just I didn't really think about like how weird that whole experience was until like way later but so I just start driving down this road going straight and it didn't really feel like much time had passed by at all by the time I started seeing like familiar buildings popping up from this town like the town that I know where I was but it's like where I had come from right and just as she said I was driving straight and um sure enough the the movie theater had come up I was like oh okay perfect like I know right where I am and so I drive past the movie theater and go straight to my friend's house I get to my friend's house this time in one try like I turned on all the right roads I was there instantly um I knock on the door and her little brother answers and I was like oh hey what's up try to walk in and he is like pale as a ghost and he just goes what are you doing here i was like what do you mean just like she didn't tell you that um the guy was hanging out and he's like no she did and just turns around and is like mom mom and i was like bro what is going on like i've met this kid a ton of times i'm getting like really confused and he like runs away and he comes back a couple minutes later and he's like Dude, they thought you were, like, a missing person. They're, they've been, like, out looking for you. And I was like, 
why? <laughs> what's what's going on? You know, I was super confused. Um, well, I had been gone like several hours at this point. Like the time that they expected me to be there was anywhere. Like I should have been there two to three hours before I had gotten there. So anyways, I guess my friends had started this like search party for me. Um, they had checked like a couple places where I, you know, should have been. They went back to the gas station. They checked my work. Um, you know, a couple other places. They called some of my friends. They had two more stops that they were going to do, but like before they had called the police to like report me as a missing person. But, um, so they called my friend and they're like, hey, she just got here. And so I, you know, they, they come back and they're like, dude, where were you? Da, da, da. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And they were like, oh, okay, sounds good. Anyways, glad you're back. And I was like, yeah, woohoo, here I am. Um, and then, you know, I tried explaining to them like where, where I was and how it was just so weird. Cause I don't, you know, like that didn't make any sense that I drove straight from where I came from and then like got back, even though when I had taken that way, it was like the middle of nowhere. And they were like, oh, no, you were probably just, like, right right at this other gas station. And I was like, no, 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 I wasn't because I was at, like, a stinker's. And they were like, no, you were just at the Shell. And I was like, no, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wasn't at that gas station. Like, I was for sure at a stinker's. Um, and they're like, no, you, you were at this other one. And I was like, how, first of all, how would you even know? It's super weird. But, like, to this day, I could not even convince them that, like, where they think I was is like a hundred percent just not where I was and I think that that's really super weird that like not only did they not really care that like obviously they cared that when I was missing that I was missing because they started like a search party but like as soon as they had found me and as soon as I was back they just didn't like care about where I was or like what had happened and I told them all like the story of that lady and how I thought I was gonna get you know kidnapped killed or abandoned and they were just like oh yeah like just a super weird reaction for that happening to me um and you know a couple of other like interesting pieces of this story is like I do not remember because I remember a lot of details um, from this. Like, I remember the gas station I was at. I remember there, the drive being, like, super spooky because there was no lights. I remember being tired. I remember um, all these, like, little details. But one thing that I cannot remember for the life of me is what this lady at the gas station looked like at all. I have, like, no recollection. Like, I kind of remember what her car looked like. I remember it was black. It was, like, blacked out. And whatever but I couldn't even tell you like what hair color she had what kind of hair she had and like you know we probably had a 30-40 minute conversation and for it being so scary you would think that I remember you know this lady so maybe if I saw her again I'd be like oh my god it's that lady but I remember all these like little details of that night except for like what this lady looks like and also how much time was passing as it was because this whole night felt for me like maybe 30 to 40 minutes when it ended up being like a two to three hour thing that I was just gone. <sighs> but yeah, so that's the story of, you know, how I got um, 
<laughs> lost in how I returned and why it's such a weird story because nobody that was involved really cared about it at the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's an interesting story, like, by itself but when you start like trying to piece it together it makes even less sense yeah so i i told aaron this story um during quarantine because we were living together you know and so we're passing around stories and i was like oh yeah this time because aaron hadn't wasn't working with me yet at this time and he's like dude how have you never told me this story and i was like oh i mean it's like not super interesting and he, he like stopped me and he's like what do you mean it's not super interesting that's literally like insane like you could have died like all this stuff and also this is like super weird that like nobody cared like why didn't anybody like find the gas station like why haven't you like gone back and i was like oh i don't know like nobody nobody really cared and so Aaron was like freaking out when I told him the story and was like no like that doesn't that doesn't make sense because he also knew the area really well and he's like no I know this area like it, it wouldn't make sense to drive from like that way and you get back it doesn't make sense at all and so anyway I was like well you know what why don't we just take the road and then go find the stinker gas station right and so Aaron and I drive from the movie theater we go the way the exact way that i remember going to like get to my friend's house how, what road i got turned around on and where it comes out at okay and maybe i was like maybe i don't remember this the best because it it didn't take us to like any abandoned road right it didn't take us to the farmlands and like nothing like that and i was like you know what well maybe i don't really remember the way i went super well so why don't we just um, get to the stinkers the way that I got back from it. You just drive straight down this road. And so we did. And that road turns into a dead end on every single level of it. Like, even even if you drive far enough out straight on it, and it, like, there's a part where it, like, makes you turn because it's a dead end, that road that it makes you turn on eventually turns into a dead end as well. You can't just go straight down that road and, like, get anywhere because eventually it's just a dead-end road. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so then, you know, at, th at this point, I'm like, ah, that doesn't make any sense. That's, that's weird. <laughs> and so then we're, like, exhausting every possible option of, like, where I could have been. And so we that, that day i mean i remember driving down like so many roads with aaron trying to like find the stinker gas station never found it so we get home and we're like you know what let's go on the stinker gas station website and we're gonna look at every single location in idaho like um <laughs> of each and every stinker gas station that's been here and i was like okay cool so this was really easy for me because I also remember this stinker gas station having a weird layout um because so let's say like the gas station is in one area and it's a rectangle okay so you have the the long side of this rectangle facing the road and then the short side of it like probably like 50 feet away are the gas pumps and i was like and i got there i was like oh what a weird layout for like a gas station because like the pumps are sideways to the building um and so anyways even with that we're looking at like pictures of different stinker gas stations and pulling them up like all the ones in idaho 
And it was easy for me to rule them out because none of them had the same layout. So I was like, nope, not that one, not that one, not that one. And we had clicked on every single sinker gas station that there possibly was in Idaho and none of them had that same layout. And so now I'm like getting really freaked out because I was like, no, like <laughs> I know I was at a stinkers, like a hundred percent I was at a stinkers and like that's one of like the few key parts that I remember. And it just it just doesn't exist. The road to get there doesn't exist. That gas station doesn't exist. And so now I like legitimately have no idea where I was, what happened that night, because like now the whole thing just doesn't even feel real to me. And, you know, another part that like gets my friends when I tell them about this is, you know, in the beginning when I said I had been driving down that road for so long and I, I got so tired that I almost, you know, pulled over and fell asleep. That's when they think that, um, you know, like, I either hit a glitch in the system and, like, time traveled over to a new dimension, or that's when the aliens kidnapped me, um, you know, or I've had, you know, better explanations where people think that maybe that first time when I had gotten to the gas station to just get gas in the beginning, um, they think, like, maybe somebody drugged me, but I don't remember going inside of that gas station, so I, I rule that out. Um, you know, and so I just, I really like all the theories that people have for this story of, like, what could have happened, just because now, like, for me, knowing, like, I, that gas station is not real, we have never found it, going on every single possible route that we could, and, like, it, it doesn't exist, so I love hearing people's theories of, like, what they think happened because yeah the story itself just doesn't really make sense when you you go into the specifics of it yeah it's a it's a strange story i don't know i think you might have just like fallen asleep and like had a really vivid dream like who knows <laughs> yeah just just napping um yeah. yeah that it's just really weird too because i at the time, I knew that area, like, super, super well, and, uh, and everyone's like, oh, like, you just, you just got lost, and I was like, I don't know, it's just, it's weird to get lost where I was, because it's such a populated town, there's a lot of businesses, and, like, I'm not super familiar with, um, road signs and road names and stuff, I am really familiar with, like, businesses and so if I was passing something that I knew I would have immediately knew how to get back it just happened that there were like no businesses um which is weird because the area was so populated <sighs> yeah that is the story yeah it's quite a um interesting one <sighs> I think go ahead no, no, I didn't have anything. <laughs> oh. I think for me, like, now, the weirdest part of that story is just that, like, the people that were involved, like, the people that were looking for me and stuff, have, like, a completely, like, rewritten, like, story of what happened, even though that none of them were with me. They all just have these, like, assumptions of where I was, like, before I had even really told them what had happened. 
it just feels like no one the way you said it felt like no one believed you just kind of yeah off is like huh you know she's got dementia there she goes again walking <laughs> off the retirement home like, <laughs> yeah. see you yeah literally just yeah it's so weird that yeah literally they just like didn't believe believe what had happened and then like created their own story for it and i remember like the next day too i i told my mom what had happened and all she had to say about it was well why didn't you have your gps I, i'm sorry but if your 17 year old kid comes home and tells you that they thought that they were gonna die and they were lost for several hours at a gas station in the middle of nowhere at night and all you have to say is where was your gps something is off in the system yeah literally she made like no comment about like how scary that must have been and how that's crazy that i i didn't get kidnapped or die or get my car stolen just where was your gps (laughs) yeah the fact that your phone was dead yeah yeah the fact that my phone was like every it just seems weird to me how every circumstance of what had happened, like, aligned so well mm-hmm. for people to just, like, write it off as me just being, like, silly and getting lost. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know, when, I don't know, it just felt like so much more than that, especially now how, like, we just, you know, that gas station does not exist. We cannot find it. Um, yeah. And, ugh, yeah. Like, even trying to search for, like, other gas stations that might have taken the name. Or, Mm -hmm. like, there's no Chevron around the area, too, that you mentioned. Yeah. Yep. No. It it just, I don't know. None of it makes sense. Yeah, because, yeah, after we couldn't find the gas station, we looked up all the stinkers. We literally looked up any other gas stations that could, like, be in that area and you know had the layout that i was talking about and again like there just isn't one and also again if you take street from like where i had come from because i just drove straight coming back and like got onto the road right like it's a dead end that way there's like yes there are gas stations but not in the middle of nowhere they're all like surrounded by big other businesses and again like had I seen any of those businesses, I would have known exactly where I was. Yeah. It's a crazy one. You know, aliens and Mandela effect. That's what I bring it up to. Yeah. It's a big old Mandela effect. I, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, at the time, I didn't really consider, like, how crazy it actually was. Because for the people that were, like, involved in it, it was so downplayed and it wasn't until years later when i tell people this like casually that they're like wait what and then i like try to like explain it they're like wait but no that doesn't make sense because this area isn't like that and i was like no i know isn't it weird and they're like no it's like beyond weird dude that's like paranormal i'm like oh (laughs) oh i see all right cool (laughs) (laughs) i agree um yeah no so but another thing that I like to mention after people are like, oh, that's crazy, like paranormal or something, like, you know, interdimensional, whatever else. I always like to, like, remind people that also when I was a kid, I was, like, super, super, super paranoid. I mean, I was, like, 
one of the most scared kids you'd ever meet. And it was because, like, at night, um, I would be woken up in the middle of the night by, like, people calling my name. And it always sounded like familiar voices of, like, people that I knew coming from the living room. So I'd get up at, like, 3 in the morning and go check it out. And there would be no one there. And I'd go lay back down in my bed and just hear hear familiar people be like, Bailey, hey, Bailey. And so I, you know, get up again and again. There's, like, nobody there. Nobody's awake in my house. It's 3 a.m. Everyone's asleep. Um, and there was also a really specific time in my childhood where you know, one, of my, one of my mom's boyfriends was living with us for a while. And he, I, I was probably, like, 8. And he hears a really loud noise coming from my room. And so he gets up to check it out. And he said that he just, he saw me. I had was standing like almost in the middle of my room. I guess I had turned on my TV in my room, turned it to one of the static channels, and then turned the volume all the way up on it. And when he walked into my room, I like my eyes were closed because I was sleeping. Um, but he he like opened the door and came in, and I just like turned and was like looking at him but my eyes were closed so obviously like not actually looking at him but yeah he said it was like one of the most terrifying things he'd ever seen because I'm like this eight-year-old kid just like on the static channel of my tv <laughs> with the volume all the way up and I didn't wake up from the noise you know and so I I've had a lot of like weird paranormal-ish things happen to me so I wouldn't be surprised if that was like the case with story I just told um yeah because it it happened like my entire childhood and I was always so terrified because I'd always have these like super weird things happening to me but that was one of the only things that had happened to me like when I was older because I was 17 when I had gotten lost and stuff and I hadn't had anything crazy like that happen to me for so long and yeah so that's what that's what I more think it is is I just have some paranormal stuff happening to me and like the the ghosts that follow me around hadn't played trick in in a while and they're like you know what let's just do this today because why not <laughs> yeah you know i think you just got a severe case of the dumb brain but... the dumb brain yeah agree <laughs> yeah we'll never know we will never know i don't have like to this day i just don't have an explanation of you know what what really happened i mean like everything i said is 100 percent true based off my own memory and recollection of what had happened um and I, i've told this story like a million times now um and i mean it is always the same like how i tell it you know sometimes i do get the times mixed up because i really don't i wasn't paying attention to the time at all during this time so that's like one thing i don't know what the lady looked like I don't know how how long everything really was. I don't know how long I was driving down the streets. I don't know how long I was at the gas station talking to the lady. Like, I just wasn't checking the time at all. Um, everything else is, is what I perceive is true. So, <sighs> yeah. One of the more interesting things to happen in my life that just doesn't make any sense at all. I think it's a fun story, which is why I wanted to tell it on here. Um, so I hope that you guys enjoyed this story. Um, and, you know, I would love to hear your 
your guys' interpretations of what you think had happened. So I'll probably make a, uh, you know, a post on Instagram and you guys can comment down below what you think happened. Um, or if you have any similar stories, you can uh, email us and we'd love to read them. Yeah, maybe we'll feature you on an episode. Yeah, I would love to tell some uh, some of your guys' stories if you have anything like similar um, or, you know, anything that feels just as weird. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wish I had some crazy stories, but I mean, I have like some mildly cool ghost stories. That's not even mm. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. Well. Do you have any other any anything else you'd like to uh, talk about before we close out? Um. No. You did mention that you were going over to a friend's house after work at the beginning of the story. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, so I guess with that, that concludes our episode two of the Pickled Up podcast. We're hoping to have more story times like this one um, as we go on. Um, that's originally what this podcast was for, is just like Aaron and I telling our stories and just kind of chatting up. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed episode two. Thank you so much for listening. Um, again, my name's Bailey, and also... It's me, Aaron. And we are closing out. Don't forget to uh, give us a follow on Instagram if you haven't already. And, um, you know, tell your friends about us. Check out our platforms. Our main one right now is definitely Spotify, but we do have a few others that are uh, linked in our Instagram. So go check them out. Tell your friends, give us some follows. Um, thank you for listening, and we are out. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.